What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Good morning, ye mateys. It's the morning DNA for February 28th, 2022. My name's Aaron Dyson, the man of a single black shirt. She is Danae Hughes, the woman of a million distractions, and we're here to find out what today is made of, matey. What is happening to you? I turned into a pirate. I don't know. Is, is it, it talking pirate, pirate day? day? I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe maybe it is. Who knows? <sighs> Somebody just requested it, so you know. Oh, I assume maybe it's oh, not like a pirate. Oh, I the request. Day. That was entirely shocking, and I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not you're sure not, what was happening. You're not sure you survived it? No, that was great. That oh, was okay. amazing. You did great. That was an awesome oh, impersonation of a pirate. Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, man, it's been a little bit. It's been a little bit. Mm-hmm. You yeah. doing okay? Hey, will you do me a favor and tap your mic? Me? Mm-hmm. Okay, just want to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> You, you sound a little quiet to me, but you know. You sound a little quiet to me too. Let's check in with our audience and make sure that they also yeah. are. As long are, as you guys can hear what we're saying, yeah, every, we're everything good. should be kosher. So, um, yeah, let us know in the comments. Um, yes. Yeah, I'm good. I've been traveling. You've been traveling. We've been traveling. Yes. And so there's always stresses related to that. But um, I'm back. I've I've spent the last couple of days reacclimating to life in the house and with a child and doing laundry. Um, and I think. I am missing three items from traveling for two weeks across three cities. So not too bad. How many? Three? You lost three things? Three, yes. Do you know the exact three things? I do. Okay. Yeah. My my Apple AirPods gone. Uh, Oh, no. When last I saw them, they were at the airport. Uh, I don't know if they fell on the floor, if I missed it. I don't know. I'm not sure. It's it's confusing, but there it is. Well, they were free, so, you know. They were free, but I really (laughs) liked them. That means that I kind of want to replace them. (laughs) <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. but i won't because i technically have another pair of uh of earbuds that technically works but they're not my favorite which is why i was excited to have a replacement anyway mm-hmm. so that's a big bummer yeah. a gray sock and a black sock are the other two i don't know how oh, that could, happened couldn't have been the same sock couldn't have been the same be sock. one of each yeah so oh no <laughs> yeah that's i think I think upon returning, that's all I'm I'm missing, which is actually really good when you think about all the things I've did. We we I stayed at a family member's house in one city. Um, we took a car to the next city where I visited more people. Took a car to the next city. Took a taxi into the next city, uh, and then tooled around. With, and then the last one was New York. So we tooled around New York for days, mm-hmm. um, and and changed hotels. Went to two different hotels. So that's a lot of packing and moving and packing and moving. So to only be missing two socks and, and air buds, which technically made it to the airport, the very last stop. Mm. Pretty good. Pretty good. Well, they're, you know, they probably just felt so at home at the airport since they're AirPods and they were exactly. like, this is where we live. Yeah. We yeah. live in the airport. We and you know, AirPods. good luck to them. I hope they find happiness. 
um, and that the person who discovers them doesn't have that odd feeling of this was in someone else's ear. I can't because they're great, you know, love them, use them, enjoy them. They were wonderful for me Yeah. for that short, short time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is one of those things. Uh, I was just seeing, uh, who was it? Uh, running buddies, Matthew and Alan say, uh, no, I lost an Apple watch in O'Hare last year, but it was found and returned to me under my breath for $49. <gasps> um, so yeah, I've, I've had that thing too, where, so I have a, a Chromecast that I travel with, which if you don't know what that is, you basically just plug it into your TV and you can watch, you know, stream stuff, anyway. uh, through it, that kind of, through that kind of stuff. Yeah. Through Wi-Fi. And uh, in it's an older Chromecast, and I left it at a resort plugged into the TV. And they're like, oh, yeah, we've got it here. We'll send it back to you for 50 bucks or whatever. I'm like, you I, you can buy it for 25 Like, Why, what, would, like, why would they charge $50? <laughs> I don't know. Just for shipping. It just covers their shipping and handling costs. I don't know. I'm like, keep it. I'll get a new one. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. AirPods, or, though. That's a little more expensive. Yeah. And they were like the new AirPods, too. <clears throat> anyway, but that's great. Yeah. I, I, I think about that because I just found it out, but I forced myself to remember all the fun things that just happened over the last, let's see, I've been, I was traveling for just under 12 days. So I've been gone from my environment uh, for long enough that I started a new routine. <laughs> so it was kind of like a nice little brain reset, but mm -hmm. um, I had such a good time and I have so many really fun memories to think about. So that's what I'm going to choose to spend my time thinking about. The loss of AirBuds, blah. Especially since I didn't pay for them and they were free. Blah. I can get over that. Um, I'll spend my brain space replaying my favorite moment. So, yeah, I'm doing really, really good. Uh, it Don't Connect uh, has the next Pixar movie pitch uh, coming soon. A film about the AirPods being separated <laughs> from each other in the airport and finding each other. Once again, mm -hmm. from Pixar comes Pod Life. Pod life. I don't know. It's don't a know. pod life life. Nope. <laughs> nope. That's not right. <laughs> How uh, are you though? Because we see that you are shaved, which means you have hit some sort of a weight goal, right? Yeah. Jacket says Aaron shaved. Uh, yes. So this happened uh, the day <laughs> of my son's wedding. So I got to be all clean shaven in the wedding pictures. Whoa. Uh, good but I hit goal my next hit. 15. That's nice. And uh, it was. It was nice. Uh, I'm ready to let it grow again. Ready to hit the next 15. Um, my next one will be my one, two, three, so to carry the one, 30s. Uh, will be my third uh, set of 15 pounds lost. Uh, so I'm heading heading up heading up towards. Uh, uh, next time I shave, I'll be almost at uh, 50 pounds down. So, wow. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, Way thanks. To go. Thanks. Congratulations. Yeah, you sent a picture, um, and. When, when we looked at it, um, it was like, I don't think I'm ready to see Ian's, or he, I was with Ian and Ian looked at mm -hmm. it and said, I don't think I'm ready to see Aaron's face. <laughs> I kind of got a used to the A common reaction uh, in this <laughs> no. world. It did come off a little strangely. I was like, no, that's his face. I've seen it so many times. And of course Ian has a beard. So yes, he was yeah. all for the beard. No, it's, it's I, I'm, I haven't minded growing the beard and kind of shaping it and trimming it and those kind of things, but um, I, I prefer clean shaven. I, th I for me, there's just something. Um, w this is interesting because this is not true. This is the opposite of true, but this is how I feel. Okay. I feel more natural when I'm clean shaven, which is so weird because it's the opposite. The beard is natural, but it's like it's just it feels more. I don't know what it is. Maybe natural is the wrong word. Well, clean? it's what you've done. I don't know. Yeah. 
It's what you've done. Well, you it just spent the me, first I guess. Je- like big chunk of your life without a beard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. not like you just guys just have beards straight out the womb. So for the first <laughs> no. long while, it is just your naked face, and then mm-hmm. you get. When did you start growing a beard? I'm just curious, as a beardless person, does it just uh, like start like when you guys start getting facial too? hair? Yeah, 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 yeah. Same time yeah. you're getting mm-hmm. armpit hair. All that body hair comes around the same time. So that's so yeah. crazy. Oh, you know, there are certain things that I wish I could do, like if I could gender swap Mm -hmm. for sure. But I think the maintenance of a beard would be a pain in the butt. Yeah. No, it's. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want to do that. Would you ever laser your hair off of your face? Because they can do that, right? If there was something inexpensive uh, that was like permanent hair loss done forever, you can never grow a beard again. Yes, I think I would. Yeah. (laughs) I'd actually probably laser all my body hair except for my, my head. I just like, I'm not a big hair guy. So. Yeah, I really like this message from Chris Backinson. It technically mm-hmm. also uh, more natural to not clip your nails, but I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> See, fair, fair. Um, yeah, I'm really liking your guys' chat. Guys, it's good to see you. It I is. have missed you. It's so you. good to catch up with everybody. I um on the on the traveling, I thought I thought, well, do we try? But it's just such a different experience. It'd be more like a check in, like a hey, here we are. So we've yet to try it. Yeah. Um, maybe we will someday. Maybe we will some Monday when we're traveling see what we can do i i had the check-in from uh the weird kind of check-in from la um a couple months a month ago or Mm so Mm -hmm. where you kind of hopped on and then i just kind of joined from where we were in la like i think it's possible Mm -hmm. and maybe it's something um we can do uh but it's just not something we uh doc said i started growing a van dyke goatee when i was in the hospital recovering from gallbladder attack in 2010 and now i look weird without one so i had to go look at what that was so for those of you guys that don't know this is a van dyke beard apparently Mm -hmm. why is it called a van dyke beard we don't know so the van dyke is basically a goatee where you shave between the mustache and the goatee Oh, it's like so a little it's a more separator. Pronounced mu- yeah, there's a more pronounced mustache to it. So that looks pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, you'll just you just have to have fun with it, right? Like, so that that uh, that uh, Robert Downey Jr. picture that's actually not a Van Dyke. That is what's known as an extended goatee. Um, <laughs> okay, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know because I studied this to to figure out kind of what I wanted to do. An extended goatee looks best for the way my hair grows. And basically, oh. you just take the goatee and then you kind of extend it out and then you trim everything else shorter, like the beard length shorter. Hmm. So it just emphasizes kind of a Man. goatee kind of thing. That's crazy to me because you have to really, really be confident in your shaving skills. I mean, you just use a trimmer. It's not hard. You just you have a three millimeter and a five millimeter. and you. I don't know. I once spent two hours putting hair dye in someone's hair because I was so particular about making sure that (laughs) everything was done correctly. Sure. So I feel like if I had facial hair, it would just be like, I would be so. You mean if you had more facial hair? I do have facial hair. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. I've had a couple of very alarming additions, which apparently weren't really additions. They were just growing secretly. Mm -hmm. And then they just like made themselves known one day like how did i get this gigantic cable on my chin where did it come from overnight i don't like this it's kind of <clears> like <throat> when uh, everyone's when i look in the mirror and i'll be like why is there a random inch long hair growing like on my cheekbone up here yeah. you know it's like where from? did you come from buddy yeah, <laughs> like, what are exactly. you doing exactly such a strange thing anyway we're talking about facial hair uh so we hope you guys are well we have missed you um and we're back to our regularly scheduled programming. So 
We'll be releasing our podcast again weekly for the podcast listeners and obviously uh, streaming out again. So uh, we're very much looking forward to spending time with you guys this morning. We do have a packed day because this is the first day back to our work week, back from traveling. Um, it wasn't exactly a vacation. It was like a workcation, fun and play all in one sort of a thing. But we have a big day today. Yeah. So we can't hang out long, unfortunately. So let's jump into our topics today. What do you think, Aaron? Let's do it. Um, we will get into the D N A N U, and we'll do a D topic. That's an A topic, an A topic. That's an Aaron topic, and U topic. All the U topics you want, Danae. I don't know if you saw this, but after lat was it. Whatever the last time we were on, I was like, I wish they had a way you could star comments. Yeah. They have a way you can star comments now. No so if way. You look, if you look to the right, there's a upper okay, right, right okay. hand corner. You can star any comment and then it'll <gasps> save it in the star oh, tab. Oh, shoot. No, this is exciting. So, so Hot now. Dog, you know, day's day. It's a brand new day. I'm super excited. <laughs> my oh question my is, can you see what I've starred? Like, do you have a starred tab up there with one starred I in it? I do. All right. So okay. there you go. So we can okay. save anything we want to do for the you questions now. So if you have something you want to ask us, oh my uh, gosh, throw it exciting. in there. We will start and we will get to it later. So. <sighs> Isn't this great? I it was like it, I almost feel like I manifested it. <laughs> yeah, that was oddly just timed. mentioned this. A hundred percent, that um, was oddly timed. Uh, Jagged, yeah. just to answer your question quickly, it was not mandatory work fun. It was no. it was work while travel, and there was some there was some work involved. So yeah, yeah, we are we're dorks over here. We're excited about anything. Anyway, okay, okay, okay. So my yes, topic today yes. is based on my travel. I got a chance to go to several museums as i went to new york and uh washington dc so i visited some of my favorite museums that i've visited before and a new one as well um and i just wanted to know what exhibits you guys like to stop and stare at like which ones you could get completely lost in now like a smithsonian obviously they're huge and there's exhibits everywhere and you can stop and you can read everything and spend days if you read every single plaque that was in front of you um but you know they have like little subsections uh of interest so for me it's gemstones and geodes and minerals and all that i stuff. saw this I, firsthand i could look at that stuff i could read about it for so long but mostly it's it's looking because i find it fascinating that the earth just creates these Blings. incredible things in fact there's one that i actually decided to get at the little store like the earth creates perfectly symmetrical cubes, you know, How, wh what? The earth we, didn't do that. Somebody, somebody polished that. No, this is an actual, this is an actual geo. No, come on. I know it's mind boggling come stuff. On. So there's all these amazing things that are, are like our, our universe, our world, our earth can create. There's also a whole subsection, uh, specifically I was at the Museum of um, Natural History in DC for their geode collection. And um, they also had a section on like meteors. And so you got to see actual things that fell from space and read about where they came from. I love that stuff. I can get lost in it. There's like there's like two parts to it too. There's the visual getting lost for me, and then there's the reading about it get a lost for me. And there are many things I could get tripped up on for reading about. Um, they had a lot of really, really cool stuff on dinosaurs, for example, on a couple of them where I stopped and actually read about why this display. I mean, obviously I'm staring at a full T-Rex, 
This was in New York mm -hmm. at the Museum of Natural History. They have one of only a handful of completed T Rex uh, fossil. And it know, comes to displays. life at night. <laughs> yeah, and there's it was actually the bones. It wasn't a recreation, so you don't it was know the unless actual, you. Yeah, yeah, you don't know unless you stop and you read it what it actually is like people look at it and like oh you know that's a t-rex cool and you know they just sort of like look and move on but if you don't read the plaque you don't realize that there's only a handful of them in the entire world they're one of the most incredible ape the, the huge apex predator but there's only a few completed um uh skeletons that have ever been found and most of them are replicas if you see them somewhere but that particular one in new york was the actual bones which really just made it even more terrifying <laughs> to be honest with you it was so scary but anyhow so i just kind of want to know what you guys think about like where you can get lost it is it is important to read those plaques right i'll give you an example I think from so when we went to the met which is what i'll talk about here in in a second in new york <clears throat> one of the statues this full statue full um you know sculpture right uh of this man and then you read the the plaque and it has a little picture of the parts of the statue that are original and the parts that they had to recreate. And the original parts of this statue were the feet and ankles. That's <laughs> yeah. all. And then they recreated the rest of the body. I'm like, this is just a replica. It's like, yeah, but these feet and ankles, buddy, those are old. That just put was the feet shocking. and ankles up there. Wasn't I don't it? understand. It's like, oh, this amazing sculpture that the original part mm -hmm. is only this left toe. It's sort of like <laughs> when you watch a movie and you're like, this is based on a true story. And then you go and you read the true story later and you're like, it just happened in France. And that was it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys have a lot of really good ones. Let's yes. uh, let's read them. This one's from JCD who says, Aaron Space Museum is up there for me. The whole of the Smithsonian, right? Um, I could spend days at the NASA Center in Florida and Houston as well. Those are mm -hmm. so fun. The yeah. Air and Space Museum was closed when we were there. Uh, so we couldn't go in there. And um, there was some disappointment in our group because there was a couple of displays that we were really excited to see. But there's always next time. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. yeah. Yep. The Egyptian Museum. Mm -hmm. There's an entire Egyptian uh, basically wing at the, uh, the Met um, in New York, which we also went to go see. Uh, mind blowing to see like just for me it was like i love the beadwork and the jewelry mm -hmm. and seeing how they intricately created these you know incredible things um mind-blowing stuff lolly says uh next visit back to the uk i need to go to the national pencil museum it's been a long time That's goal cool. and i never got around to it i love that i yeah. love that so much i want to go also <laughs> add that uh, Matthew says, so in the past, I had the privilege to go to a Jim Henson exhibit Ooh. at the Museum of Moving Pictures in New York City. I think I was there for about four hours. I am now jealous that I didn't realize there was a Museum of Moving Pictures in New York City. That there would have is, been amazing. There is, and we tried to go, and they're closed right now. Oh, well, then that makes me feel better. That yeah. makes me feel better. So we did try to go there. Um, I would have been really bummed, too, if I realized that there was a Jim Henson one, because I love Jim mm -hmm. Henson, obviously. Yeah. I'm yeah. basically a living Muppet. <laughs> uh, it don't get as a museum in my city has a science of Pixar exhibit that I need to go see. Ooh. Uh, plus one, please. Plus one. Uh, JCD says, oh, for the minerals, I have a photos of rocks that are glowing under a UV light. I need to see if I can find it and send it on. You know, I, I saw that display. That's what I'm talking about. Like this stuff just exists naturally. Uh, there's this one particular place. It's like a darker corner of the museum and they are showing these, you know, stones that have um, kind of brighter colors sort of flecked 
and flexed through them and sort of merged in there. And then the UV light comes on and they glow. It was mind boggling. I love it so much. Yeah, it's so cool. Lots of good stuff. Uh, Real Monkey says, hard to pin down, um, but aviation is probably most interesting to me. I've been to some really good aviation museums. Aviation is so fascinating, too. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I think about it every time I get in a plane. I'm like, we are really high up. <laughs> <laughs> this is the legit tech. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Jagged says, have you ever watched an underwater tank with river otters? Because we lost about 30 minutes just watching them swim and play. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. for sure oh otters are so fun they're basically like puppies of the water uh lolly says i love smart uh, small bizarre museums next time i'm over near blackfoot i need to see the idaho potato museum okay i'm i'm all for <laughs> potato i love potatoes so i would i would mm -hmm. i would i think i want to go on a lolly museum hop lolly. I, I agree i'm i'm down for it lolly let's go uh chris says two things the Natural History Museum uh, slash Biodiversity Center in my city also has a complete T-Rex fossil. That's so cool. And there's a museum theme park in town close by that has exhibits of replica villages through various ages of humanity. Both are awesome places to hang out all day long. There was a display. Oh, good. No, I was just I was going to kind of change the subject. So go ahead. Oh, there was this display that was in um, the Met where they had excavated uh, like a, a tomb and they the people the egyptians who lived uh at that time i don't i didn't read all the plaques forgive um but they had created like these little what are they called aaron like a die uh, what are they called when like you create like your own it's not like it's like a diagram but it's with 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 a diorama diorama they had created all these like dioramas essentially of life then and they had put them into this tomb and so they were on display and you really got this like 3d snapshot back into their lives it was like them fattening up cattle and then slaughtering cattle, um, uh, wheat, creating like the the food that they would need to sustain life. Uh, and then they had like a garden also. And on the walls, they were displayed uh, a huge blown up picture, black and white photo that they had taken of when they opened up the tomb and they found these items. Um, it was just like, I don't know, like you're looking at this relic, you're inches away from it thinking about how long it's been preserved. It's, it's mind-blowing stuff. Yeah. And I love that the dioramas show like a snapshot uh, into the past because unless it's on picture or written somewhere that lasts, you know, this is just another way for us to see uh, history. And I, it's really mind-boggling to be in a museum like that. I agree. I was going to kind of focus in on uh, what Chris said about uh, hanging out somewhere all day and that's the feeling i got at the met was just like literally i could come here three days in a row and do like two wings every day and be there eight hours oh, all yeah. three days it, like it's just there's, there's so, so much, much we got see. in there and aaron <laughs> so aaron is the kind of guy when he goes someplace he pick he opens up the app that accompanies where we are so mm -hmm. if we're at a theme park he opens up the theme park app so here we are at the met he opens up a map uh goes to the website and finds like the map of the met and then he'll follow our path you know he's like okay here's where mm -hmm. we are and if we want to do this and like he'll kind of like plot things around and there were so many times that Aaron was like this place is huge <laughs> <laughs> this place is bigger than i ever imagined it to be it really is uh my <laughs> answer is. my answer to the question uh would be probably probably art probably paintings yeah. i find paintings to be absolutely mind-blowing that that somebody can capture reality or emotion with oil on canvas um 
is really impressive to me. And so I'm, I'm that kind of like art person who will uh, look at, you know, the Dutch masters and just go, how, how, like, how did you do this self portrait? You know, like, um, so I find all that stuff really, really impressive in the modern art. I like a lot of modern art as well, where it's like, what does this mean? Why did you put this together? What's the interpretation here? Like that kind of stuff is fun for me too. So some yeah. of the modern stuff was really good. There's a comment here from, uh, I'm so far back in chat, so I've got to scroll here. Uh, Doc says, uh, I like getting really close to paint yes. to see the brush strokes. Yes. But then I get afraid I'm going to mess one up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're well, right there. It. You're right there. But you as know, long you're as you leaning don't touch in. It. Oh, I'm with you there. There's a couple times I was watching Aaron lean and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> there was a particular painting that I only licked one painting. That's Listen, true. It's, you know, that's true. I was good. That's true. The alarms were really not that impressive, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lollipop. What did they expect? It looked uh, so real. The most disturbing part is you could actually see all the layers of paint that had already been licked off by other people. And he was just like, you know, I'm just joining in. Um, yeah. It's not like we're in the middle of a pandemic or, no. or anything. You know, <laughs> no. There fine. was a couple of paintings that were so impressive. Um, we think how long that paints lasted, you know, mm -hmm. how long it's been there. And then it, they did such a great job of picking up light. The way that some of the fabric was was created it's just uh it's well that's one stuff. of the one of the beautiful things about oil paintings is that the varnish just locks those that vividness into place for centuries like it's it, oil on canvas once it's varnished is like a miracle it's just a miracle and um it's it's crazy how how uh alive those paintings feel yeah wow you guys have some really really fun ones in here um yeah but I think we kind of made it through. Uh, here's one from No Clue who says the what, Duchess Deutsch? Museum, Deutsch Museum in Munich. I always love to scroll around the air and space section. Nice. I just really like your air and space. Any exhibit <laughs> says Castreff. Any exhibit relating to computing or the civil rights movement. Mm -hmm. Nice. Oh man. Yeah, lots, lots mm -hmm. of good stuff in here, guys. Um, great topic. Yeah, there's always these places that we can kind of get lost. But I feel like when you go into um, when you go on to like an adventure and you go to a museum, it's it just takes you out of your world just enough to remember that like there are certain pieces of art or there are certain things that have just impacted our time so deeply. And here we're preserving them uh, and putting them on display. Yeah. I don't know. I really would love to visit more museums. Just kind of make it make it a thing. I agree. I agree. Oh, um, here's a here's one from No Clue too. I said the statue of David by Michelangelo in Florence for over an hour. It was so amazing. We had to stand in line for hours. Most people just walked around and and left. I would love to see that. Mm -hmm. I would love to David. see that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, <laughs> JCD ends this by saying, "So what I've learned with this question is that I have many vacations to plan." <laughs> So this is the feeling, right? This is the feeling when you go to a big city is that it's like there's so much here that I so many museums like where we were staying a couple blocks away was the AKC Dog Museum, right? Like we didn't go to it, but we very easily could have. There was, there was a was math a museum. Mathematics museum. Mm -hmm. Like it's just there's so many so many opportunities to go see cool things. Um, around and that's kind of get what got me thought thinking of my topic because I was having this debate with myself um, you know what is it about a big city that makes it fun and so I just thought maybe any big city stories you have you know things where you went to a big city and in something happened um, but for me like I think of you know why do I why do I choose to live in a 
smaller type city than a big city? And the answer for me is is probably uh, very unfortunately practical uh, cost of living. Um, yeah. Oh my it's, gosh. It's so insane the difference yeah. in cost of living. But uh, the big the big city story I have from this time is uh, I went to see Music Man with Hugh Jackman. We all did, but I went on a different night than everybody else. So I went by myself uh, because I had the wedding on the night that that most of them went uh, to see Music Man. And so I decided to call my wife for the walk home uh, to the the place that we were staying. And uh, I just remember my friends got very, very scared that uh, that I hadn't checked in with them. <laughs> Why would you not? You're you've gone you've gone all by yourself. You're out there in New York City. The show is supposed to have ended, and we felt yeah. like old people afterwards. Like at least uh -huh. I did. I was yeah. like, I'm like like an old mom. Like, honey, you didn't call. <laughs> you didn't call when you left. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Uh, Lolly says, when we went to Rome, it was the year Pope John Paul II died. We joined the wrong queue and ended up lining up to visit his grave. Ooh, oh. and that's an Accidental. odd one to try to get out of. You know what? I just yeah. realized where we're at, so we're just going <laughs> to... Uh, yeah, yeah, that is unfortunate. Uh, what are some of your favorite stories, Danae, from, uh, from the big city visit or several big city visits that you did uh, over the past couple weeks? Man, um, you know... So like this, this brings me back to even just my first time visiting a big city. I remember when I was, um, I think I was like 16. I had gone on vacations with my, my mom and dad, obviously. And I know we had gone to some larger cities from my hometown. Um, <clears throat> and so I'm sure I went to some large cities that just didn't realize. Like I've been to Houston, for example. Those are big mm -hmm. cities. But I didn't have that feeling of being part of a huge crowd until a friend took me to St. Louis for the first time. And he's like, I'm going to take you into a part of the city where you are the minority. And I was like, okay. And he says, I just, I want you to feel what it feels like. And, and so he did, he took me uh, into a neighborhood that he grew up in and I was the only white person. I didn't see mm -hmm. another white person for two or three hours. And it was a really amazing experience. And we just talked about like how I felt to be, you know, I don't know, just so different and so outside of my comfort zone. And it was such a large part of the city that like I just disappeared. It was like I wasn't I wasn't comfortable in the ways that I thought that I, I like it was just a very odd experience, but it was really uh, eye opening. And that was one of my first big city experiences that was really shifting uh, in, in a, an eye opening way. But the first time I went to uh, D.C., you know, it was with, a, with like a school group. I still didn't really understand the, the how amazing big cities are because you're just a kid. So I went uh, in my early 20s with my cousin and man, just walking around and seeing all the different people, hearing people talking different languages was really fascinating to me because, you know, like on my corners, on my streets, it's like, hey, how you doing today? You know, <laughs> but all of a sudden you're hearing like on one corner in one part of this tiny space, you're hearing three different conversations in different languages. And you're just kind of realizing people from all over the world are converging onto this one, you know, this one corner of the, the universe. And I happen to be here too. It's just a mind boggling experience. I love, I love that. I feel like there's lots of stories. There's lots of places I've visited. There's lots of like mm -hmm. little things I could talk about. But I think when I think about being in a big city, it's just like my place in the world shifts. My purpose mm -hmm. kind of shifts a little bit. I'm just part of like this big machine instead of being like here at my house in the center 
of the universe, so to speak, where mm -hmm. I'm mom, I'm doing all these things. Like, you know, there's very few people interacting with me, but when you're in a big city, you know, you're really just part of a huge network and you yep. see it with your own eyes instead of just knowing it in your mind. Uh, some good stories coming in. Uh, Acres Ridge says, my best fun, quote unquote, big city story. First plane ride, first big city visit as a country boy, flew to New York for work training. The lady who was supposed to pick me up asked how to find me on the curb. And I said, I'm the only moron out here in overalls and a John Deere hat. <laughs> <laughs> Pure culture shock. Oh, my God. I was 26. That's um, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Doc says, when I was 14, my uncle and I went to D.C. We were talking or talking back to our hotel from the National Mall one night and got propositioned by a prostitute. Both of us. I was 14. My gosh. Uh, that does remind me of my first trip to New York City. I was just a kid. My family went and we went to Times Square, as you do. But this was but when I was a kid, Times Square was really seedy. Like, I don't know if, if you know kind of the history of that area, but like it was all like triple X theaters and, you know, all this kind of stuff was what Times Square was before. It's what you know it uh, as today. Which is a and, billboard. And so I just remember the looks on my parents' faces. I Like, just like, what are we doing here? What have we gotten ourselves into? As person after person is handing them pamphlets for the local <laughs> strip show or whatever. <laughs> and oh, I, I vividly remember one of them being like, yeah, hey, bring the kids. <laughs> it's a family affair. It's a family show. It's a family show. Castor says, in high school, we did a week-long road trip through New England historical sites. At one point, we stopped in Times Square for dinner. Almost everyone went to McDonald's or some other fast food place. But I convinced my friends to walk a little ways off and find a nice local bodega instead. It was really, really good. Also, on the way back, we met a really pushy promoter for a nearby mm -hmm. comedy comedy yeah. club i'm like yeah. a coedy co comedy club <laughs> yeah uh we were all underage but he still made a point of advertising a deal on drinks there <laughs> yeah yeah come in and get some drinks that was an interesting part of you know new york you've got the people who are on the streets doing their own like thing like uh so when you're in times square now one of the big things is you've got people who are like i will take your picture in this epic way here in this epic place and send it to you for money like, mm -hmm. what a great idea. And then Aaron's like, but wait, the Pixel phone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like finding the, the New York specific restaurants, right? Like, oh, I mean, man, you're me there too. and it's there's so yeah. many of them. We went to just a uh, just little hole in the wall diner across from where we were staying. Mm -hmm. And it was so great. Oh, it was so good. So good. Yeah. And our server was so New York and was just like, like I ordered a ham and cheese omelet and she was like, no, you're not doing the ham. You're doing sausage. <laughs> I think she said no. Like she was just like no, yeah. and she was yeah. all sassy about it. It was great. Yeah. yeah, that's that's something too. While I I was traveling, is to try, try to look at like local places. We went to a place called Essa Bagel, which is apparently like a really popular bagel pl uh, bagel place in New York. I think we got there like 1030 and there was an S line in the building, and then there was a line out the building and down the uh, around the, the kind of going down the block. And we just sort of like stopped and looked at each other like, um, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, it's, it's a bagel, right? Or quote unquote, it's a bagel, it's a mm -hmm. bagel. Um, we went back around three and got a bagel and you know what? It was a bagel. It wasn't, <laughs> yeah. so, but I think it's the experience of like, there's a huge bagel. So, you know, when you're in New York, that's important, but anyway, 
Yeah. Um, here's like one from Jagged. When we were living in Tokyo and I was 11 or 12, I had to take the late bus home and I and uh, my parents weren't there to pick me up. They went the wrong stop. So I had to figure out where the subway was and take it home. Oh my gosh. On my own. It took wow. me almost an hour to get home and it was scary, but I made it. Nicely done, Nick. Oof. That would be so scary. That's one of the things I was really glad is I had a travel buddy. <laughs> um, because we went down into the, to the subway, which is another big city experience. It was one of the second or third thoughts that I had to answer this question, Aaron, was like, getting around in a big city is, mm -hmm. a, a, it's, a, it's a thing. Um, DC has their own metro system and New York City has their own metro system and figuring all of that out and just trying to like look at a puzzle on the wall and go, okay, I'm here. And now I need to extrapolate information to get here. How do I, how do I do that? <laughs> so yeah. it can be kind of intimidating. Yeah. There's just so much fun stuff to do. You know, it's, uh, it's interesting. I think in Chicago, I went to school, uh, college near Chicago and did many trips up into Chicago, which I think is the third largest city, uh, in the country next to New York and LA. And it's, uh, it was really fun to find like these, we found this thing, and I, it's it's not that it's not known. People know about this, but it's called Too Much Light Makes the Baby Go Blind. And it's basically this series of silly sketches, but everything about the show is determined by the roll of dice. So, like, the amount you pay for your ticket is determined by a dice roll at the door. Um, so, Whoa. like, so, and then the order they go in uh, is determined by that kind of stuff. Like, it's just, it's just kind of these interesting experimental you know, fun little shows and you just don't, you don't get that in smaller cities. You no, know? no, not at all. Yeah. What a great question. Well, guys, we're going to go on to the uh, last part of the show today um, where we ask you guys a question. You can ask us any question, anything goes. We don't always answer every question, but we will try. We've been mm -hmm. starring your questions as we've been going. So we have a few that are already loaded up, but feel free to drop yours in the chat now if you have a question for us. Um, it can be, again, about anything. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go with this one. Greg says, have either of you had a Shamrock Shake yet from McDonald's? No. I haven't yet. I have not this season, at least. I've no. had one before. Have you ever had one, today? No. Does that not sound interesting to you? Nope. I mean, it's a, it's mint. <laughs> Do you not like mint mint things? No, I, I like mint. Um, I just, there's... It's just at McDonald's. It's That's so much problem. sugar. Yeah, there's just... <laughs> I'm such a weirdo when it comes to sugar. I've worked well, for years lactose and years and years at just not having a ton of sugar. And so there's just certain places I know if I get a drink, it's just going to be pure sugar. So yes, I love mint, but I also can't have shakes. So this wouldn't be one for me, but I know it's really popular. Um, it's, it's fine. I'm not a huge it's fan. Fine. Like flavor shake. I have one. I have one love. Uh, and that is the Chick-fil-A peach shake that happens every summer. Um, so that is my that is my shake of choice. I'm just learning about this new system, and I think I uh, accidentally got rid of one, so sorry about that, but we'll Oopsie. go to this one. <laughs> um, it Don't Connect says, punny cosmetic names, yeah, yay or nay. I just bought a nail polish called Celestial. A hundred percent, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you have to have fun. If your job is to name product like crayons or markers or anything that's like colored, you've got to have fun with it. Otherwise, it's just going to be teal, lighter teal, even lighter teal. <laughs> <laughs> so for sure, yeah. 
Yeah, I uh, I love it. I think pun names are always the best choice in almost any situation in life. Um, it just it's fun. Wordplay is fun. <clears throat> uh, here's yeah. one from Greg. Um, I'm going to a Bible school right now, and um, it is okay to be a skeptic or a or a static about some of the teachings here. How do you best approach Bible teachers or professors or pastors? with constructive criticism or questions? Ooh, well, I mean, first of all, Bible teachers, professors, and pastors are different things. <laughs> like, there are, yeah. different, there are different situations. Like, if it's a pastor, uh, like, I don't know. That's, that's, a, that's a little bit different than if you're in a class. I feel like if you're in a class and your professor is saying things, you should be in an environment where that kind of thing is uh, wanted, like, you know, questions and learning and education. Yeah. Depending on the college, I guess. It was for my environment. I don't know. Um, but yeah, yeah. There might be context clues about the kind of environment that you're in if there is a discussion. Now, if they're just trying to teach and say, this is how it is, don't ask questions, then I think that the door is closed for constructive criticism. Um, constructive criticism is interesting. If the person isn't open to it, then you know, you're, you're going to be having a conversation with somebody who's just checked out. Uh, but I know that there's often t uh, topics, especially when it comes to religious topics, that people get really passionate about defending or trying to uh, give a different perspective so that there's a chance for like a breakthrough. And those are really beautiful chats that might not happen inside of the classroom. So you might do something where if you're if it's something that you really, really want to press into a professor because you're like you're teaching the quote unquote wrong thing or or I, I would love for you to have a different perspective while you're educating um that would be a conversation maybe invite them for lunch or you know just take them outside of that environment where they are the teacher or they are the you know the head and try to meet them kind of in more of a neutral a neutral place this was actually one of the reasons i didn't want to go to college um i at the time whenever i was you know college age and sort of ready to go i was way too argumentative way too uh, yeah, that's against what the system no in my experience uh adults didn't want to hear what i had to say for so long <laughs> that sure. I, I just i was you over couldn't it perceive that that would be different in a different no. environment yeah. and that's not even that's not even my perspective about school now i don't see right. it as a conversation it's I, I see it more as like a you're gonna learn this and this is the way that it is and maybe i'm wrong about that but i had you know different ways of you know going through through my I environment i would, so I would tell just, you i would just say be cautious because if they're not open to constructive, constructive criticism, it will come off potentially the wrong way. Um, questions are probably a better approach, I feel like, especially if there's other students around, just clarifying questions rather than criticism. That's just my opinion. I, uh, I was very fortunate. Um, I had not only college professors who were all about conversation, all about challenge and communication, that kind of stuff. I had high school teachers, even my high school religious teacher, because I went to a Christian high school, was all about question it, you know, dig into it, figure it out. There's an interesting conversation going on in faith communities right now about deconstructing your faith. There are There is a growing group of people who believe it is wrong to deconstruct your faith when it deals with things uh, like biblical things, that kind of thing. And man, I just can't get on board with that. Like always be questioning. The truth doesn't fear questioning. If it's the truth, you will find the truth. You know what I mean? Like there's there is nothing wrong with uh, using logic and thought to really dig into what you believe. And if that changes what you believe, good. That's the search for truth. Like that is, 
you know, um, that is what we're all trying to do together is find this journey to what is true and what is real. And um, man, I'm, I'm all for deconstructing your faith. I'm all for tearing it down, figuring it out, building it up so that it's yours, understanding mm -hmm. what you believe, why you believe it. Especially um, if you're in a safe place to do so. And that's the correct. part where you have to have an understanding yourself of like your level of safety. So for me, deconstructing my faith happened with my friends. It didn't happen in a school environment. Yeah. Uh, this one's from JCD. What is something you've done for the first time and found out something you didn't expect? This weekend, I was a DM for the first time ever in a D&D &D campaign. And afterwards, I messaged one of my players in another D campaign asking if it was normal to feel tired afterwards. <laughs> it was a good type of tired. <laughs> yes. Oh, my normal. gosh. This is a great one. Um, oof. I think streaming is going to be my quick, quick answer. I want to mm -hmm. think about this question a lot because I love this question. So um, thank you for asking it because this is kind of one that I want to think about a lot, like something that you've done and you found out something you didn't expect. This happens probably all the time if you're really thinking about it. But for me, I think it was streaming. I was really, really freaked out to stream. Um, but I think I was scared of a lot of the interfaces and it not looking like as good as other people's or like that the expectation would be different. Um, but I was encouraged by a lot of, of people to just stream whatever, like just start and don't worry about it. And so um, I've been really pleased that it's just sort of been like not a big deal in a way. Specifically, I'm talking about streaming my role play, which is the video game. And because it's such a weird, quote unquote, weird thing, although it's so much more accepted, you know, now. And there's such a great group of people that really enjoy watching me uh, improv a story. Um, and I think I was a little bit too worried about that. So I think streaming that was, is one of the big ones for me right now. Uh, music is an interesting one for me, um, because there are times where I will try something, uh, with my voice or like I played bass guitar for a while, like where I'll just try something new and I'll be like, oh, there's this part of me that really enjoys musicality, really enjoys rhythm, like that, that I just have turned off most of the time. Um, and so that, you know, that's something I've, uh, over the years have, you know, embraced more and more, um, and experimenting that kind of stuff. So, um, that was the first thing that came to mind, but, but yeah, learn, learning, uh, by trying new things is a lot of fun. Uh, favorite food on your recent trip, man. Um, that's one of <laughs> a lot of good stuff. Man, when I travel, that's one of my big things is I want to try different food. Um, and there were a lot of options, obviously. Um, I had a Peruvian chicken in DC with like this, um, really yummy rice and black beans and plantains, um, and dulce, dulce cake, tray, 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 leche, tray. There's three. It was a three layer cake. Oh my gosh. It was so yummy. Sometimes it's like, you just, you just go along with the person yeah i'll have what they're having because they've had it mm -hmm. already and just that means that one they're gonna have extra if you don't like it but two <laughs> it's been tried before you're just gonna just jump in and it was so delicious and it's not something i would have normally ordered like i don't go to like peruvian like places mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. it was really yummy um that's one of my favorites but there was a uh, lot i'm skipping a lot because there was a lot of really yeah. good food yeah lots of good food um I find myself returning to the lobster mac and cheese uh, that we had as a side at one dish that I really, really loved. Um, that was really good. All the sides at that place were really, really good. Um, and that's that's another fun thing about going to a restaurant with friends too is you kind of eat family style a little bit. Yes. 
Yeah, we all eat each other's food. Yeah. Um, well, not all. Some people don't do that, and that's fine. That's, you know, totally okay. But there's a conversation like, okay, I'm going to get this, or you're going to get that. Okay, well, we'll just try each other's. Yeah. 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 That's my favorite. Yeah. Uh, we have about five minutes, and we've got several questions here. I see a couple fun ones and then a serious one. Uh, which one do you want to go to next? Whatever. Um, we can knock this off the plate. Uh, war, huh? What is it good for? Um, I think uh, absolutely nothing is the correct answer. That question. Uh, Tyler says, uh, why don't young people listen? Uh, also, great, great question. Um, uh, because they think they're right about everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Jagged says, were there any surprises for you at last night's SAG Awards? I was super excited. The CODA won at the end of the night. Uh, the CODA win was great. The Jessica Chastain win was great as well. Um, that was a surprise. And I wonder if she is more of a front runner than we think for the Oscar. Um, so, yeah, so the SAGs are always interesting. Check out. And then Lucas says, serious you question. Have you ever dealt with stalkers? I ended a friendship with one person. Um, and then I'm not sure where it goes after that. But uh, uh, it yeah. says she continues to create fake profiles on the Internet to keep an eye on everything I say and post how to deal with such a situation. OK, I have dealt with stalker before on a couple levels, one or two in person. And then um, just some more like infatuation online, I would do a couple of things, first of all. Um, one is I would start to read up on um, what you can do to protect yourself online. And it is a harrowing and annoying and arduous process that requires the victim to do a lot of the work. And that's really, it really sucks, but at least just kind of prepare yourself to know. And the other thing is take screenshots. I know it's a pain in the butt, yeah, but it's one of those things that once it's gone, it's gone um, and just try to keep a profile or, or a, a file or something that you can just put them away. Um, the hope is that this person just loses interest uh, and it goes away um, for me. For me, it's just like I don't want to have to deal with it. But then when it starts, if it starts to tip over into certain territories like they're trying to dox you or yeah, invasion of um, privacy, invade your uh, privacy, you know, things yeah. like that, then you just want to have that you want to have that trail of information that kind of shows your your situation um it's not fun to be the victim that has to have the responsibility that you might have to have and so i would also recommend joining some kind of a support group so uh i know facebook is awful <laughs> and i don't have facebook but i do know that there's like groups there um, that you can lean on. And there's probably other places too that I'm not able to think of off the top of my head. Just the research is gonna be important. Um, if you're fearful for your safety, you need to get the uh, police involved, You know, get authorities involved as quickly as you possibly can because it's a long process. Um, and don't don't take it, you know, don't don't just shove uh, shrug things away uh, if if you feel like you're in danger. Um, and danger to you might mean diff something different to someone else. Um, so uh, you need to kind of talk to people about it. So that's where the group comes in or a counselor comes in or somebody that you can talk to that can give you some really sound advice. I'm just sharing my own advice, but I'm not a professional in this area and I don't know everything, but you'll know if, if it's something that you need to take really super seriously or if this is just like a silly little infatuation, someone that's like a troll it's just trying to like bother you. Um, it sucks because people can kind of be whatever they want to be online and they can be awful if they want, if they choose to be. Mm -hmm. um, I just block 
that's my big thing. I don't, I, I don't have feelings about it. If someone starts to show some troll like tendencies on Twitter or wherever, I just block them. Um, but that's not everybody's way of living. You know, they kind of, so it's up to you. And I'm sorry that you have to go through this. This is not something that I would want anyone to have to go through. So thank you for asking about it because it's not easy to talk about sometimes. No, it's not. And uh, I don't have much to add to what Danae said. Everything she said, uh, I agree with. Um, uh, you know, I would just reemphasize to continue to keep your finger on the pulse of what this is, because currently it sounds like it's just uh, internet stock. Like it's, I don't mean to to belittle, belittle internet it. internet stalking. That is a real thing, but it's um, it's it's more of the idea of just looking at your public posts, like those kind of things. Um, when it starts to get into uh, actions that are dangerous or mm-hmm. uh, invasion of privacy, that's when you kind of level up on your response to it. For now, I agree with Danae. Ignoring is probably the way to go, and um, and hopefully they just get tired of trying to you know keep up with you or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's a yeah. tough one though. I'm sorry you're going yeah. through that for sure. Any other last questions before I didn't we go? see any. I think we can wrap it up. Um, we love you guys. We we, uh, you we guys. missed you. We're glad to hang out with you on Monday mornings. Um, and we will be doing this. Uh, there are there are more trips coming uh, on the calendar. We see them coming, but at least this week and next week we'll be with you. And then we'll yes, figure we out have after, more. The next few months that. are going to be a bit wild for us, but yeah. we'll let you guys know um, our schedule as best we can as the as it goes. Um, yep. We're going to be writing into Sinat Bush because I want some chill vibes as I work today. So I hope the chat will join me there. It looks like he is sculpting an avocado monster today. <laughs> nice. So I'm excited about that. Uh, we will see you on the next Monday or someday. Um, as always, love you guys and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to listen to us shoe another dough. If you'd like to watch the show live, we stream it on Mondays and Sundays at 9 a.m. Central on all major streaming platforms. Subscribe, follow, join the conversation on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, or maybe you can even also be a member of one. Team DNA. Members get their own custom podcast feed that will include not only the Monday show, but all bonus shows we do through the rest of the week. Membership is five bucks a month, and you can join today at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Finally, thank you so much for being a part of this fun little community of awesomeness. Remember, your quirks aren't bugs, they're features. Find them, celebrate them, and know you're loved and valuable for just being you. See you next time. Oh,